for the Feast of the Ascension um, as well. Because the, the problem with the Ascension Day, other than the fact that it falls on Thursday, is it does not have a very good commercial presence. There's no gifts that are given or Ascension Day bunnies or anything like that. There's no candy. You just, you just, it's really just religious. Um, and therefore gets, gets shortchanged but we always talk about it, right? We talk about Christ's death, his resurrection, and his ascension, over and over and over. Those, those get put together. It will be put together in the Eucharistic prayer a little bit later on. Death, resurrection, ascension. Death, resurrection, ascension. It's, it's a vital, important part of, of our, not only of our theology, but of, of the ways in which uh, Christ is at work and God is at work in the world and continues to be at work in the world um, through through the redemption of, of creation and mankind. Um, and, and partly the other reason we, we struggle with ascension is it, it's not so easy. I mean, the resurrection's a little bit easy, or people don't necessarily always believe it, but it's at least a little bit easy. Jesus dead now he's not right so there that's the resurrection easter christmas is easy god came and was born um god came to us uh crucifixion is obviously easy to at least comprehend ascension days a little bit harder to comprehend exactly what's what's happening as the clouds come and sort of envelop him and he goes up in, into the heavens and the disciples are staring there and angels are like what is wrong with you um, so the disciples took the Holy Thank goodness Pentecost comes because we would be all like just like the disciples, right? They're just continuous. Jesus has been with them for forty days, and uh, and still they're like, now, now, are you going to redeem Israel? No, no, it's not. Jesus didn't say no because it's not for you to figure out. But you had to figure he was just like, just hitting himself. You know, this is over and over and over and over again before his crucifixion, after his resurrection, and now even as he's about to be ascended, it's still the question of um, is, is Israel going to be restored to prominence and not really fully understanding this new kingdom of God. And this is what Ascension Day is. It's, it's, it's the establishment of this new kingdom. God, of Jesus bodily ascending into heaven and will come bodily again. That is that, that Christ remains fully human and fully God for all time. And, and this is part of, part of the dilemma I think that we struggle with and also struggle with in, in even celebrating the ascension is because that's not our common vernacular, right? We have we have this, this perception that the world, you know, we're here, but it's sort of not great. And when we die, our spirit will go on to heaven and we'll finally be, be freed from this earthly bondage 
and we'll ascend into the clouds with angels and all these other things. And this is exactly what, this is not happening. Flesh isn't evil. This has been, been a problem when we read the later letters of the New Testament, a problem that, that the authors are continuously fighting, that, that the flesh is not evil. Right, there's things that are evil thoughts that might come out of you and the evil actions and things like that, but, but you as a person are not evil. Because you've been created by God. Moreover, you've been redeemed by God. The earth is not evil, even though we may sit around and think that we can just do whatever we want to it. This is the, the joy of the stewardship of creation. This is a gift from God. Why well, we need to be stewards of how we use creation because this is the kingdom that God has established for us, right? Jesus' ascension on clouds mimics those other times that clouds happen. We think of, we see all the various cartoons of angels sitting on clouds playing harps and all these other things. But clouds are, before that, what led the people of Israel, right? When they were wandering in the wilderness, they were led by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. A cloud represents the presence, the holy presence of God. A cloud during the transfiguration when they're on the mountain envelop Jesus and all of a sudden there's Moses and Elijah in the presence of God and the voice comes this is my son listen to him this cloud is the holy presence of God and so Jesus is carried bodily into heaven into the holy presence of God and for us what this means is all that Jesus uh, begins to promise us, that, that he's with us always. I'll be with you always. You're with me forever. As long as you seek to dwell in me um, through, through the spirit that will come upon you, that power, I'll be with you always to the end of the age. And this is, again, as we've talked about, what, what eternal life really is. Eternal life isn't this thing that happens when we die and we go into heaven. Eternal life is this thing that happens when we seek the face of Jesus. And it happens from now until the end of time. Right? Jesus says, and I will be with you always, and not only will I be with you always, but I will intercede for you on behalf of the Father. And so this is one of those, those glorious aspects of, of Jesus who walked in our shoes and walked on earth and now goes in, to prepare a place for us and also to intercede for us. Because he knows the struggles, the grief, the pain, the joy, all of the emotions he's experienced and knows and intercedes on our behalf is present with us on our behalf. And finally, not only is a place being prepared for us in the presence of God, but we're invited now to reign with God forever when power from you comes on high, which is the most amazing thing about God, I think, in, in 
salvation story. Even more than the forgiveness of sins, and even more than gifts of the Spirit, and even more than, than just the, the life and the grace that we have in God, at least for me, is the fact that God is willing to give over power to you and to me in order to reign and proclaim the glory of God, that, that God is not really worried about, about how much power that God has so long as God's being glorified, right? He's happy to give it over and, and let you be a little king just along with him. You read the Bible and turn on the news. But you read the Bible, power is not necessarily something that people are happy to share. Herod had all the babies in Bethlehem killed under the age of two. So that baby didn't grow up to take his power however many years later. Power now, when you read the papers, is something that people are all trying to hold on to, obtain, secure. Nobody wants to give up any power. And the smaller their little kingdom is, the more tightly they hold on to their power. All you have to do is look at, you know, universities and other things like that. When the tenure battles that take place, nothing, nothing happens so much when somebody said that, 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 that the, the battles are so fierce because the stakes are so low. Right. I mean, there's just not that much of the pie. And when there's not that much of the pie, you do everything you can to hold on to. And God is like, here, have some pie. Take all of it. Please. And go proclaim the glory of God, which is what the, the apostles were in this time right now, right liturgically, of, of this novena, which means nine. So the nine days between Ascension Day and Pentecost, which is next Sunday, where they're sort of waiting for the Holy Spirit, and Matthias became an apostle. He replaced the twelve during this time, and the, the disciples, along with Mary and others, are gathering and praying every day, uh, waiting for, for that Holy Spirit to come upon them, in order for them to go out and to proclaim repentance and, and forgiveness of sins to the ends of the earth. And we have to remember what this, what this also means when you're talking about Preaching repentance and forgiveness of sins to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Preaching repentance isn't, isn't, a, isn't a behavior thing. Right? Repentance is change your mindset. Reimagine how you see God in the kingdom of God. Reenvision what this looks like. Um, in God, preach a, a, a spirit of repentance and, and forgiveness of sins, which is another reason we don't do so great, I think, with Ascension Day, because this is sort of the command, repent, and you see that on all billboards, as you drive down the highway, repent, right, and people yelling at you, repent, um, but repentance is, is sort of, in, in, in an ironic way, like the opposite of that. But it isn't, it isn't, Change your behavior so God can love you. It's understand that you're not saved because of what you do to earn God's love and favor. You're saved because God loves you 
and has forgiven your sins. And Caesar doesn't love you. And this political system doesn't love you. And this ideal over here doesn't love you. And won't save you. But God will. Moreover, the power that they say they have over you, they don't. You have power as you're clothed with the Holy Spirit, and you reign in the kingdom of God forever and ever. This is the shift that, that Jesus is telling the disciples to go and proclaim. This shift that we don't earn God's love and God's favor and God's grace because of how good we are. It's a gift that's been given to us. And now, you can be filled with the presence of God's Spirit today. And now, you can reign with God forever because Jesus is with you always to the end of the age. He's there in heaven, praying for us, being with us, just as he promised. And this is the message that we're called to proclaim that repentance and forgiveness of sins. That is, shift your mind away from will God establish Israel back to prominence the way it was under Solomon. Instead, God's kingdom is something even more glorious, something more powerful. Love grace and forgiveness, healing, blessing, joy. This is what is coming upon us and filling us. This is what the church proclaimed and sort of keep going. Every time we go forward in Acts, then we go backwards in Acts. We keep going forward and now back. But this is what what was happening as the, as the church was growing in number day by day, and the church was growing in power and prominence, and the church was growing in, in grace and hospitality and love, because that, that message was so attractive to so many. And then, as we continue on in Acts, was so threatening to so many. Because those whose power is stripped away don't necessarily like the fact that their power is stripped away. Want to regain that control. But this is the invitation that Jesus has given. Reign with me. Reign with me. And you will never have to worry about this again. But instead, You'll be blessed by God in heaven. You'll be comforted by the Spirit. You'll be clothed on high with the power of love and grace and joy. And I'll be with you always.